Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living Podcast, and I am Yvonne Marchese, your host. And happy Thanksgiving! Oh my goodness, 2020. I'm going to call this uh, podcast How to Find Thanks in the Year We Call 2020. (laughs) Oh my goodness, I've been thinking a lot about Thanksgiving this year in a way that I never have before. And I decided weeks ago that I wanted to do a solo show for this episode. (laughs) And that said, I have had such a bad case of writer's block heading into this and truly wondering why I felt so compelled to talk to you guys directly instead of sticking with my usual format and having another awesome guest to talk to. But anyway, I guess it's because I want to talk about finding gratefulness and thanks in our lives and how powerful that is. Um, I know you've probably seen so many quotes about gratefulness lately that it's starting to seem trite and overdone on social media, but there is science behind the benefits of gratefulness. Um, Studies are showing more and more that gratefulness, resilience, and health are closely tied together. And, uh, Oh man, I don't know about you guys, but I have been alternating wildly this year between frustration and anxiety over COVID, politics, and oh, you know, the general shit show that the year 2020 has been. And then alternating it with having this feeling of just humble gratefulness that so far we're healthy, able to pay our bills and feed our kids. <laughs> um You know, every day I get up and I make a list of the things I'm grateful for. And there are a couple of things that always seem to make the list besides John, my kids, my family and friends. Um, Coffee always makes the list. Sunshine, if it's a sunny day, which it is today, always makes the list. In the winter months, my heated home and my warm red robe, which I am wearing at this very instant, always makes the list. (laughs) And uh, being healthy always makes the list. Um, A few years ago, when I was 48, I finally committed to doing yoga or some exercise, walking or whatever, every day. And when I do yoga, I find myself feeling very thankful for my body, for simply being able to move and breathe and stretch. Oh, by the way, this year, John and I found a series of free yoga videos on YouTube called Yoga with Adrian. She is amazing, and there are so many free videos available with different challenge levels. She's been so generous with this. Um, some of them are short and sweet, and some of them are longer. Uh, so right here and now, I'm adding Adrian Mishler to my list, uh, my gratefulness list. And you know what? Um, by the way, I'll put a link to her channel in the show notes for you just in case you're curious. Um So speaking of health and wellness, I want to tell you a story. It's called How My Bunions Saved Me, A Cautionary Tale. (laughs) Uh, About seven years ago, I noticed what I thought was a blood blister on the bottom of my right foot on the heel. I quickly forgot about it because it didn't hurt. And uh, several months later, I found myself in a lot of pain in my left foot on the ball of my foot. In fact, I couldn't walk around barefoot without shooting pain. So after a few weeks of this torture, I finally decided to go to a foot doctor. And when I took my shoes off so the doctor could take a look, 
He immediately noticed the blood blister on the heel of my right foot, which had turned into a dark, jagged-looking mole. He said, ooh, we need to get a piece of this and get it looked at. So right then and there, he took a biopsy, and then he diagnosed the source of my pain in the other foot as bunions. It turns out my feet had grown a half size during pregnancy, and I was still wearing a regular size eight when I needed, in fact, I needed an eight and a half wide because of the bunions. Um, I also needed orthotics for arch support and to stop wearing heels. I was pretty bummed, and man, did I feel old. I mean, bunions, really? Well, anyway, on to more important things. So when the biopsy came back, it turned out to be melanoma. Specifically, it was acral lentiginous melanoma. Isn't that a mouthful? Um, that is a form of skin cancer that's pretty rare. It appears on the palms of the hands, the soles of the feet, or under the nails. It's rare, and it can be deadly because it goes unnoticed because it's in an odd location. Um, so I ended up having surgery to remove a nice big chunk out of the bottom of my heel, my foot, and uh, I ended up on crutches for three months with that. And I will tell you, before we got the results of the surgery, it was an anxious time waiting to find out, you know, if the cancer had spread. Um, as it turns out, I was so lucky. We caught it very early, thanks to my podiatrist. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, we got it all out with the surgery, so no chemo, no radiation. Um, I don't know if I ever would have seen that mole in time to get it checked if I hadn't been in such pain from my bunions. And that is how my bunions saved my life. <laughs> the moral of the story, go see your dermatologist and get checked yearly. You just never know. Um, anyway, that ended up kind of being a blip, frankly. Um, as I do research for this show, um, looking for guests and reading books, uh, I often end up thinking about my own journey, of course, and and I and I wonder often how I can pull from my own experience, wondering what stories of mine might be helpful to you. Um, I was talking to my husband about that melanoma story in prep for this. Somehow, I wasn't quite sure where I was going with it, but anyway, it got me to thinking that being healthy isn't a linear thing. <laughs> um, I will tell you, I'm amazed at how much better I feel now at the age of 52 than I did in my 40s. And when I was talking to John, I realized that my 40s were filled with health challenges. I had, um, first of all, I had my second child at 39, so I was no spring chicken then. Um, I had my gallbladder removed when I was 40. Um, in 2009 then, I probably would have, I would have been about 41. I got pneumonia in November, a little before Thanksgiving, and I didn't fully recover for six months. It kept going back and forth between pneumonia and bronchitis, awful cough. It was just horrible, really. <laughs> um, besides that, I had ongoing back problems for most of that decade. It seemed like every time I'd try to get back to exercising regularly, I'd injure myself somehow. Um, and I tell you, I never thought I would lose the baby weight, <laughs> uh, 10 years of baby weight. People would frequently ask me, in fact, uh, for a few years there, if I was pregnant when I was not. People don't ask people if they're pregnant. <laughs> it's, oh, that was 
really frustrating. Um, I just couldn't seem to lose my belly fat. And in 2013, I had really bad shoulder pain and I couldn't lift my right arm over my head to put my shirt on. And come to find out, I had bursitis and I had to go to physical therapy for several months. Um, The doctor told me, basically, he said, listen, it's up to you. You can do the physical therapy and then beyond that, keep up with the exercises they give you or you're going to eventually need therapy. Um, and funny enough, I had a really cute young physical therapist who told, who at one point was like, women of a certain age can get frozen shoulder if you're not exercising. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a woman of a certain age. That's, that's lovely. But anyway, I mean, this is all just, you know, was just age catching up with me in my forties. Um, and there were moments there where I really did feel like it was it was not going to get better. But anyway, the doctor told me it's up to you. Um, she had told me it's up to you. And I will say, luckily, I had mostly healed my shoulder by the time I was diagnosed then with the melanoma and had to be on crutches for three months with my shoulder. Ooh. Um, oh, and did I mention that when I went to the podiatrist, he also told me I could avoid bunion surgery by wearing the right shoes and taking care of myself. Um, Are you beginning to wonder why I'm telling you all this? I am telling you this because, for one thing, I was feeling extremely unhappy in my job. Uh, This is before photography was my full-time employment. And I was also feeling lonely. Um, Being a mom to young kids can be isolating. And, you know, I'd had a years and years where I was in the theater, I was always in a project with somebody, there was always friends, it was um, a pretty social experience. Um, So, you know, suddenly a mom to young kids and living in suburban Connecticut, uh, I was feeling fairly isolated. Um, In my research about aging, I'm just now learning that loneliness is uh, very often the cause of disease. And that loneliness can be a factor in whether or not people recover from a disease. And this is something researchers are just discovering is this link. Um, And I was neglecting my health and my friendships, and I was spending most of my day at a job where I was miserable. And I might even have been suffering from a low-grade depression. I mean, no wonder my body was reacting that way. And it took me years to figure out that I needed to take charge, that I had the power to step into doing photography full-time and that I could trust myself to run a business and do the work needed to keep it running. And people would come, you know. It took me longer than that even to really commit to taking care of my body. But let me tell you, melanoma was the wake-up call that started me off on the right foot. (laughs) No pun intended. Um... I guess my point is that I don't think I'm alone in the struggle to exercise regularly. I was frustrated with myself for years when I would start exercising and get an injury and then let that stop me. And I don't think I'm alone in that I let good friendships nearly die on the vine while I was so busy with my family and my work. 
I've learned that when I reach out to help someone or just reach out to call someone instead of waiting for them to call me, our connection grows and my loneliness evaporates. Once I started taking care of myself and really committed to meditating and daily exercise and reaching out to friends regularly, I felt lighter and I began to trust myself. I began to believe in myself and feel more connected to people. And that's what inspired me to start this podcast. I suddenly felt like I had ton of tons of energy and uh, realized that if I stay healthy, I could continue to work doing something that I love for the next 30 years that means something to me and hopefully to others. And I wanted to share that inspiration with you guys. I will say, now that I've been doing this for six months, I know it was the right choice. I have been meeting the most amazing people and having conversations that we just don't have in the course of a normal day, and I love it. Um, so about a week ago, while I was struggling with writer's block, I got the idea to reach out to you guys to get stories from you that I could share in this episode, and I have been so overwhelmed with your responses. They're so <laughs> inspiring, and Thank you. They gave me just the boost I needed. I wanted to send you into the Thanksgiving holiday with them. So this is the question I asked and to which you responded. Um, I asked, is there anything that has happened to you in the past that seemed awful at the time, but for which you are now grateful? Please give me a brief description about what happened, how you felt at the time, and tell me why you're thankful now. So these are some of the answers I got. Um, Jack O went ahead and put his name in there for me. This was uh, anonymous, by the way, if people wanted it to be or not. Um, So Jack O told me, uh, I was let go from a job that led me out of a toxic industry and into a complete career change. Very bumpy, but worth it. And the next person didn't identify themselves, but they said, I didn't get a supervisor position that I and my coworkers all thought that I deserved. A year or two passed, and a position opened up that I was able to transfer to, and it is one of the best jobs I could ever ask for at this point in my career. I get to work independently with very little supervision. I am no longer being micromanaged to the extreme. I love what I'm doing, forensic social worker, getting paid to do the social justice work that... I'm called to do, helping people with serious mental illness get out of jail and connect them with the services and treatment they need instead. Last but not least, I'm on a small team of two with the best co-worker ever and a supervisor who actually treats me with respect and appreciation. Instead of counting the years until I can retire, I do not even think about retiring anymore. Really grateful to be able to live in the moment again. Oh my gosh. Isn't that amazing? Huh. Um, let's see. This one is from Rachel. She says, We moved to a new town, and as soon as we did, the hubby, who rarely traveled, was traveling every week. I was driving three kids around every night, three directions, all needing to be dropped off and picked up at the same time. I knew no one, and I couldn't ask for help. This was extremely stressful and depressing seven months for me. Uh, The hubby and kids were doing well, though. And then 
COVID shut schools down, and I thought it would be awful having the kids home doing their schoolwork. Yet it lifted so much of the pressure off me. Hubby was home, and we didn't have to rush kids to after-school activities. I was doing yoga daily, and we all walked the beach together after dinner. We moved out of the rental into our new home, surrounded by wonderful neighbors, and after only living here a few months, they have all become amazing friends. Only downside is hubby lost his job, yet we have both started our own businesses and he's been my tech genius. I turn 50 next year and I'm the healthiest and happiest. Yay, Rachel. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you. That's awesome. Um, Here's the next one. (sighs) I went through 12 grueling rounds of IVF, but have three healthy children. I've spent the last 10 years in some form of advocacy for women's health issues as a result and wouldn't wish IVF on anyone. I just love it when people turn stuff around like that. It's amazing. I'm getting all gushy, (laughs) as I do. Um, The next one, this, this person here says, My partner Jim dumped me unceremoniously and without explanation. Oh my gosh, right? I was so shocked and hurt and confused. He was furious with me for some reason that he refused to tell me. At the time, I was consumed with processing this breakup and feeling like it was a terrible, strange event. Looking back, I'm so glad that he chose to decouple us. Being free of a relationship contributed to my ability to leave New York and start a healthy life, a healthy new life in Arizona. I'm actually deeply grateful for his gift of freedom and space and independence. I still don't know why he broke up with me, but I'm glad he did. So, wow, this next one. My car accident in 2001 devastated my brain and body. I was angry and bitter for so long after, always asking the universe, why me? But now... I realize it was a blessing, even though it took me a long time to realize that. It gave me the knowledge that I was on a wrong path, and I wasn't listening to gentler signs. I was consumed by things that I thought would make me happy, and losing the things that in the long run made me the happiest. The recovery from the accident, 20 years and still going, has helped me connect with what really matters. I've never been happier and more fulfilled. Oh my goodness, you guys. Okay, can I just tell you, um, I'm coming back. This is an edit point because I've been having trouble reading this next one, but I think I can get through it. Um, Early in 1997, my youngest son, Kevin, suddenly died of cardiac arrest while he was a freshman at B.C., I could never imagine at that time I could look back at this and feel grateful, but after establishing a college scholarship for students who reminded us of Kevin and giving them a sizable amount towards their college tuition, we have found peace, happiness, and love through these students. They have gone on and become wonderful young adults and have given back to us in so many ways. For this, I am grateful. So the next person, whew, you guys, you guys are killing me, seriously. (laughs) 
The next person says, um, in answer to my question, several. Um, the most significant being a marriage breakup that was like a B-grade psycho movie and two sons who at different times almost lost their lives, one of them losing an eye as a result. Not sure that I am grateful for the experiences themselves, all three being very traumatic, but I am grateful for what followed those times. I know how strong and resilient I am. I am acutely aware of the amazing people in my life, friends, and family who love me fiercely and have my back through thick and thin. My bond and relationship with my three kids is tight and close and is love in all its beauty and glory. I notice and treasure the small things as well as the big things. I know that being rich has nothing to do with money and having things, but everything to do with what cannot be bought or sold. Relationships, authenticity, compassion, generosity, living life out loud. Ah, wow. And my next person says, many things. I'm really so full of gratitude. One, becoming a single parent when my daughter was three and shouldering the majority of the financial burden. For years, I felt stressed, anxious, constantly worried about staying the course as a self-employed realtor, which allowed me to be available for her, school events, driving, etc., but kept me on a commission-based income stream, which is hugely scary for a single parent. Additionally, I felt like I didn't fit in with parents who are married. I was having a very different experience as a parent. With help from my family and friends, I did it. She's in high school, flourishing academically and athletically. I did and can take care of her. There have certainly been times we cut back dramatically, didn't buy something we wanted, but I did it. She's healthy, happy, and just a really kind human being. I found my inner strength, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to provide for her. And for that, I am so very grateful. So, we have a new one. <laughs> oh, you guys are killing me, by the way. I'm having to keep, just so you know, I'm editing out all the parts where I get, where I get gushy. <laughs> uh I sold my marital home in December of 2019 because I'm in the middle of a divorce. I was so sad to leave it and our neighbors, even though I was miserable being stuck there with my husband while we were in the middle of divorce. Divorce is still pending now, but I've been grateful every day, especially since lockdown started, that I was trapped, down, that I was trapped there with him. And she also goes on to say, my wonderful dad died suddenly when I was 26. I was heartbroken and still miss him terribly, but I'm grateful as that experience and my grief process brought me to a life-changing personal growth retreat and started my big-time self-reflection and healing process, which continues to this day 15-plus years later. And as a side benefit, because of the change in me, my relationships all changed for the better, and I continue to remain unfrightened by the scary, dark things that dwell inside me and others. Oh my goodness, you guys. I, you know, 
As I've been preparing for this and thinking a lot about what I'm grateful for, I have to tell you, I'm so grateful for you guys. Thank you for sharing these um, tough stories with other people. I, I think it can't help but make a huge difference for someone. Thank you so much for listening to this show and for answering my call for submissions. You have given me the enormous gift of your time and attention, and I can only hope that you are getting inspired to go forth in the next phase of your life and do the things that excite you. Happy Thanksgiving, my friends. Talk soon. <laughs>